Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z at the end, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a singular movie, and we'll get to this episode's movie in a little bit. Thank you to everyone who voted in the fan vote. That's right, we do have a winner, which will be revealed at the end of the show. Um, So stay tuned for that, if anything. (laughs) Um, But if you want to get your movie on the next fan vote, go ahead and jump over to either uh, the YouTube channel, the Yemi the Ferret YouTube channel, and comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z with your movie recommendation, or send us an email at ff.filmfreakswithaz at the end at gmail.com. Or you can come over to the Ferret Nation Discord server and talk in the movie stuff section and recommend a movie there if you so desire. Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret. Who am I here with? Grady Waffles. Taymation. And Kalis. I'm continuing the Kalis. He's continuing the Kalis. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> Kalis, right. not just eat, but it is just Kalis. Just, pretty much. <laughs> Don't call him just Kalis. Call him just Kalis. <laughs> there you Speaking go. Speaking of Kalis, he recommended a movie for us. Yes, but before I introduce the movie, I have a question for all of you. What do you think of the Lord of the Rings TV show trailer? I'm assuming oh. you all watched it. I did. Um, I don't know. I think I saw a part of it. Are we excited for that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm right reserving now, judgment no. until I see like the first episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause <laughs> uh, I mean, what, I mean, what they showed is just like quick flashes of stuff, but it didn't like, it didn't like pop out to me as except like good or bad, you know? Apparently it's like the biggest budget that any uh, like TV show has ever had before. If that means that they're having a bunch of CGI in there, then <laughs> that might bring it down. I mean, we all know what happened to the Hobbit trilogy. So, yep. <laughs> but I'm we'll going, I'm going I, I mean, in with a neutral stance. That's that. Yeah, I, I will reserve judgment. Yeah, no need to get our uh, hopes up. High expectations. Keep them low and steady. But not all too right, low. So, <laughs> yeah, not too low. <laughs> So, the movie I recommended is The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, released in 2003, directed by Peter Jackson. It stars Elijah Wood, Viggo Mortensen, Ian McKellen, Orlando Bloom, John Rhys Myers, that's his name, right? (laughs) Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, a bunch of other people. So, plot goes, Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army, to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. So, I would like to start off the conversation with um, the opening scene with uh, Gollum. What do you guys think of that whole flashback scene of him transforming into Gollum? Yeah, you mean you mean Smeagol turning? Yeah, Smeagol into oh. Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's well, a, I go ahead. Okay, I did watch the extended version this time, and I know that scene is was was one of the extended stuff. Um, oh, so that's not on the regular movie. It is on the regular. Okay, like there's a bunch of there's stuff in there that's not in the regular. I thought. Oh, okay, like probably. I mean, 
so okay let's get this i'll I'll start with this i watched the theatrical version for you guys so that we can kind of have a baseline (laughs) um and there is like i I don't know if it's extended but you know the the schmeagol stuff is the opening of the movie yeah and it kind of goes over the gist of of it it's um it's kind of weird because like throughout the other two movies they kind of set up that you know Gollum was the or Smeagol was the one who found the ring initially, but it's actually his soon to be dead friend. <laughs> Beagle. Yeah, well then like the first movie they showed his hand reaching the uh, ring, but they didn't show whose hand it was. Yep. And yeah, I, I guess it was, was just kinda like assumed that he was the one who found it. Yeah. But yeah, um, I do like the like the the kind of like the faces in between Smeagol and Gollum, like from human into like full CGI creature. I'll do like the, all the in between faces that they they showed. I thought that was like a very well done transformation. Yeah, yeah. it does a good job in the beginning of the movie, like setting the tone for Gollum. Like the past couple movies, Gollum was like, you know, like all right, I'm gonna lead him. Yeah, there was a few clips of here and there where yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna still lead him, but I think more heavier in this movie it was. Uh, Gollum's mojo was, yeah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he wanted to kill them during Two Towers as well. Well, there was a point where he had determined not to kill him, and then, you know, the whole betrayal happened, and then he went back. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would say it's been pretty consistent that he's wanted okay. to... Yeah. You know, know. he's had more time wanting, he's had more time wanting to kill them than not, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I feel like it was more, but maybe it was just the execution this time. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely more sinister in The Return of the King, right? Like, uh, Gollum is definitely more of a threat in this movie than he was in The Two Towers and Fellowship of the Ring, of course. Yeah, yeah. With this movie, he actually started manipulating them, like playing mind tricks on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I guess that's like, I mean, the parts with Gollum are are really some of the best parts in the movie. I mean, the the effects actually, yeah, they look better than Two Towers. Um, you know, it, it, you can't tell that he's a completely CGI monster in every single scene. Um, and there was something that really stood out to me personally. I mean, I know Tay goes over these movies with a fine to comb but uh there wasn't anything like too egregious that stood out to me this time around like last episode i was talking about how you know there's one scene where Gollum is you can tell he's superimposed over the rocks or whatever but in this one it, it really did blend really well together with the environment yeah no they did a good job with Gollum this one i didn't notice anything stand out uh, there were a few green screens they used for the hobbits that i noticed but yeah especially when he was riding the horse <laughs> it was bad <laughs> yeah the one that stood out to me um i think they were like standing in a crowd of people and everyone was kind of walking yes. around them that one was yes. pretty uh, pretty obvious yeah there was like two or three scenes like that where the tall person went from behind them to in front of them that they couldn't use perspective tricks so they used green screen and yeah they stood out there was one scene like when they were standing in front in front of the the black gates where they showed kind of, I don't know if it was Merry or Pippin, but they showed him at a distance. And to me, it clearly looked like a child. Like, it did not look like either of them. Mm. So it was, it was a very quick scene. Yeah, was I mean, that was probably just their double, one of their doubles. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, was was usually, 
I felt like I noticed the, the doubles a little bit more in, in this movie than in the other two. Yeah. Well, because in the other ones, usually the doubles were just used in like really far away shots, so you definitely couldn't see. But uh, there was a few shots in here that the doubles were like close enough that you could kind of see their faces and stuff. You go, wait a second. <laughs> that's not the same person. All right. Well, I guess that's uh, enough nitpicking for today. <laughs> well, Greedy, you were going to say something. Uh, what, what you have in your mind? Oh, the the one scene where uh, they're the Rohan people were leaving camp, and Lady Elwyn picks up um, Mary, right? Yeah, no, Mary. Mary. Yeah, Mary. Yeah. And you, he's like riding the horse, and he's like, "My lady." And then you just like the background was a, it was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that was the one. That that one scene was the one that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it yeah it is kind of nitpicking nitpicking, but um, you know oh, for it, sure. It, it doesn't really detract from the move, the experience altogether, because um, it's still, you know, a pretty high quality, quality movie. And those scenes where you do notice like the green screen, so it's like it's like a couple seconds, not even of like that scene, you know, kind of flashes pretty fast. Back when this movie came out, people probably didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean, I wouldn't have noticed without Tay pointed it out in the last two episodes. So I blame Tay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Blame i'm here tape. for <laughs> one thing i did want to bring up that i noticed uh tay also called out is uh smeagol when his eyes uh contract and go large but talking between the two different versions of them i, I thought that was, that, that, was, that, was, that was callous oh that yeah. was callous? Yeah. Oh, i'm sorry that was callous. <laughs> <laughs> or no a callous it was callous yeah uh, it was callous <laughs> see that's why i was confused okay, okay. yeah <laughs> No, yeah, I mean everything with with Gollum was spectacular in the movie. I mean, from his, you know, from his manipulation to uh, the ending, I I think that like he was probably Andy Serkis did like his best performance of Gollum ever in in this one. Well, I think we found uh, Yemi's waifu for this movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I I don't remember. Did Andy Serkis do the the first Hobbit movie? Um, I, I would think so. Yeah, he did. Because that was also really, really good. But, I mean, this movie has, like, a whole... You know, he's in the whole thing. And it's just... I mean, compared to, like, The Two Towers, I just feel like this performance for Gollum was, like, just the best. And I think that it, he, Gollum was, like, the best acted character in the movie. Even though everyone did a good job again, I, I felt like Gollum was just, like, that standout performance that's, like, I would give this man an Oscar if it was up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did he win an Oscar? I thought he did. Uh, he got. I think he got one for Planet of the Apes or something. I swore he got some for Lord of the Rings, but I I don't know for sure. Let's also, since we're talking about Gollum, let's talk about like makeup and like uh, clothing, like all the just the way the orcs were dressed up and like just all the costumes, like those were spot on too. Like makeup work. I know we said it in previous movies, but definitely like. I felt like the orcs were, they were trying to be more like of a scarier, creepier than the, like the Urk guys. But I don't know, I, I thought it was outstanding all the clothes work as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the orcs were, were really well done. Um, there's the one orc that like, the, the orc and the Uruk <laughs> that differentiate them, who are like messing around with Frodo's stuff after he gets captured in the tower. And, um, I mean, that one guy who has, like, the war paint on him and stuff, I, I felt like he was, like, 
he was really well done, you know, because he was in more than just a few, a couple of scenes, you know, they, they had that makeup on for a while. Hmm. What do you guys think of, like, the, the orc, uh, I don't know if he was an orc, but, like, the guy that was commanding the army, like, in front of Minas Tirith, the guy with the warped face on the hand? Arthmog? Yeah. Arthmog? Yeah. Oh, he was, um, he was a pretty name. threatening kind of guy, because they, they, they first originally show him in that Osgiliath raid that the orcs do. And yeah. he, um, he, he stabs that, that, the uh, Faramir's friend or whatever uh, who's on the ground. And, um, yeah, that's a pretty brutal scene, you know? Hmm. I think they did a good job with him. I, I, I wish that they had shown, like, his, like, his death or something in, in the movie itself. They do in the extended, but not they... in the regular. Yeah. Oh, they don't show it in the regular? Nope. No, in the theatrical version, the Rohan soldiers, or the Rahiram, I should call them, they trample the orc line, and you don't actually see him die. I mean, you kind of know that he died since he doesn't show up later in the movie when um, his second in command is is waiting for the wild men or whatever, whoever they are, that come off the boats. The what are they called? The crosshairs or something. Um, so it's it's inferred that he's dead, but they don't actually show it in the theatrical version, which I think they probably should have since he was. I mean, com you know, comparatively, he was like a lurch type character that was a major, major character in the in the movie. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. Like there, there were like as I said in the two towers. I think this is the best like out of the three of them, like the best extended version. And there's a yeah. lot of scenes that are important in here that they didn't show. Like, I mean, I guess I should say most of them right now. Uh, them breaking into Minas Tirith, like the actual that, like battering ram. Yeah, that's shown. In the regular, no, like, yeah. well, yeah, it's shown, but it doesn't like. There's like no, they, they show they minutes. show it like breaking through the door. Then the doors open. The trolls come no, in. No, 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 no. There's Orthmog that he's like talking to the guys as they're like breaking in, and he's like they're like, like planning their attack. There's a whole other scene, separate scene. I don't know if that's like super important though. Okay, but because they because they show the main action of the of the battering ram breaking yeah. through the door, so I don't know if like a few lines of dialogue between the commander and his soldiers is like is is really going to detract from the movie too much. I thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, uh, it's some extra dialogue, you know, and I don't know Fourth if it's like another death. Um, and then the mouth of Saruman. I'm surprised that wasn't in the theatrical either. Yeah, that's the that's the one scene that I wish they had kept in the theatrical was the mouth of Sauron, and then Aragorn just chops his head off mid sentence. Yeah. I, that's such a badass scene, and I, I am wondering why they took that out of the theatrical version. And the same mouth with Sauron's not even in the theatrical. He's not even in it. No. Yeah. Wow. And then I uh, about that. Gandalf facing off against the Witch King as well. Yeah, that's another important one. You know, I, I felt I, I feel like that definitely should have been in there. I, I can see why they been... didn't, because um, technically Gandalf would not have lost that fight. Yeah. Um, I saw a video about it. Like someone asked the question for some guy who you know was a big buff on Lord of the Rings, like and all all stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, no, Gandalf would not have lost that fight." <laughs> well, I mean, he he kind of didn't get to finish the fight because he flew away. <laughs> yeah, just the Rohan people came. Yeah. Yeah. So I, guess I feel like too far into the movie. I feel like there's a lot more. Yeah, talk well, about the <laughs> let's let's backtrack to um, in the extended version, Sauron and 
Grima, I learned how to say his name now. Grima. I Grima. It. <laughs> uh, they both die in the extended version, but in the theatrical version, they're just kind of locked in the tower and you don't hear from them again. Personally, and I know you guys are probably going to disagree, I'm happier with with the theatrical version, like not having the crazy death that they gave Saruman in the extended version. Like he gets stabbed in the back and then he falls off and then he lands on the spike on the wheel and then he gets uh drowned in the water as the wheel moves <laughs> and i'm impaled and drowned <laughs> yeah and i was I, yeah. i'm watching it and i'm like this is this is just ridiculous um so i'm happy that they didn't show that in the theatrical version personally because i feel like that just kind of like it was just it was way too much like maybe they could have shown you know um saruman and grima talking to them for a little bit but then don't do like the whole, you know, betrayal from Grima and Saruman dying part. I, I feel like it, I, you know, they should have shown the staff of Saruman breaking and then he should have like hunkered back and, you know, just that would have been it. I think I would have been happy with that, but I'm even more happy with the theatrical version because it's like, I, I really don't need to see that brutal death of Saruman. It just, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a little bit over the top, you know? Yeah. Well, in the book, Saruman doesn't die there. So in the, theatrical version i like i remember seeing that theatrical version going like oh okay cool he's we didn't see him die or anything so he's gonna show up again later and then he he never does yeah um the only reason i like the the extended version is just because we get to see saruman again which i appreciate because you know christopher lee does a great job um Mm. but yeah like i said it would have been great to just show like gandalf talking to him and he you know his staff breaks after he tries to do that magic fireball thing with Gandalf and then you know he hunkers back and that's it I I feel like that would have been the best version of it yeah so I think in the books his staff actually breaks earlier and that's why he's not able to fight back against the Ents that would have made sense I still that would have made sense (laughs) my two towers still is like why couldn't Saruman fight but yeah, he just sat there going, "Oh no!" But anyways, that was, we talked about that last episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. but yeah, I think uh, his staff broke when uh, Gandalf like threw got him away from uh, Rohan King uh, Theoden. I think I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure his staff was broken before the ants showed up. Yeah, that that would make more sense for that all that that sequence of events. Now, but that's yeah. but that's two towers. Did him losing That's... his little ball thing also hinder uh, his powers as well? Well, I, if I recall correctly, Gandalf's like he's powerless without it. And well, he's—I mean—he still had it in the extended version. It falls out of his his cloak, yeah. so he technically did have it throughout the entire Ent fight as well. In the theatrical version, does... it's just kind of in the water. So yeah, all that does is lets him communicate with uh, Sauron and like so see ball... where. Anyone who has one of those stones, it's just it's it's a telephone. Greedy, so you play Battle for Middle Earth. <laughs> the plantier just kind of reveals land in the video game Battle for Middle Earth. So mm-hmm. that's I, all it does. Yeah. That's true. It's funny that you bring that game up because there are some like powers, like the fireball that Saruman can do in Battle for Middle Earth. I'm like, oh, that's how they got that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, so wait, the ball, the ball's not in like the theatrical version at all. It isn't because uh, Pippin has to to touch it, you know. So if Pippin just finds it in the water, it doesn't. It's you know, it's not. It it's already fallen out of the out of the tower oh. somehow. Yeah. 
Which didn't make sense in the theatrical version, like how it fell down. Like they never really. Yeah, they never showed it. it. It's just like but... yeah, it happens. I, 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 yeah, I don't have a big problem with that. Um, I mean, it could have yeah. fallen out. Would never, you know, the the ants were, you know, throwing rocks at it or whatever. I mean, that flooded water. I mean, that must have rocked the tower pretty hard. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, Greedy and Callus, what did you think of the extended version of Saruman's brutal death? <laughs> it was, uh, I agree with you, it was, like, overly brutal. Um, I forgot, I was, like... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, I was watching it with my family, and, like, even my mom was like, like, oh my god, like, even she was, like, <laughs> overly uh, surprised over, like, the brutality of that scene. So, yeah. what were you gonna say? We could have had without the, you know, him falling on the spike. I mean, I would have been okay with uh, Wormtongue just stabbing him and him falling. Yeah, okay, whatever. But him, like, falling on that spear, you're like, oh, damn. I also, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I just don't, I don't understand Legolas shooting Grima with the arrow. Yeah, I was just about yeah. to say that. It's like, uh, they, he's clearly just shown he's, he's broken his allegiance. And, you know, Theoden said, you could come back. Be one of us again, and then Legolas all no. Yeah, you think fuck that shit. <laughs> Maybe because they were trying to save Saruman because they, they didn't. I think they were a little bit. Him. Yeah. So, so right. here's some um, some trivia that you guys may know. Um, when Christopher Lee was doing that scene with Grima, um, I guess Peter Jackson had directed him to like make a loud yelling noise and all that stuff, like you know the big the flailing. Um, and Christopher Lee, who served in World War One, I, I believe, um, oh, wow. he actually got stabbed in the back in real life. And he 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 straight up told Peter Jackson, he was like, "That's not that you know that doesn't have your your breath gets taken away from you, you know you don't you don't yelp or anything like that." Like apparently he had done like he got stabbed in the back, and he'd also done like un, you know un covert missions where he stabbed people in the back, and that's yeah. why when he gets stabbed in the back. As Saruman, he doesn't really make any noise. He just kind of goes, <gasps> and then, you know, falls over. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Lee is, like, the only person in the cast who's actually met J.R. Tolkien uh, before he died. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> All right, where to next, boys? We should... Uh, well, I guess we're not... We're, yeah, um, forward. What happens next? Um... So, they go and sleep and marry I'm <laughs> stupid again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, talk Pip about Pippin when, becomes uh, stupid again. Oh, Pippin, yeah. Pippin, I, you know, it, I, the way I look at it is that the Palantir can be very um, intoxicating, especially since Sauron's pretty much controlling them. So, just like you know, the I ring? Figured, yeah, it's like the ring. He touched it, and so he's just like, I gotta touch that thing again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. another scene that's uh, only in the extended is uh, Aragorn challenging the Isauron, the Palantir. Or no, it's no, that's a different scene. No man, no man, something else. <laughs> no. Um, I've actually uh, did done a bit of a one eighty on Pippin uh, after watching this again and and playing the video game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I you know even though yeah. he does the dumb thing, um, his time at Minas Tirith is actually. Not too bad. I mean, I think his character changes for the better once um, all that crap at the at Minas Tirith starts happening with um, the Stuart of Gondor and and Boromir and Faramir. Um, 
I actually kind of respect Pippin more than Mary at the end of the movie, even though yeah. you know Mary does uh, the you know another pretty heroic thing by going along with um. Yeah, he stabs the the witch king in the back. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I you know I, I like Pippin used to, you know he throughout the whole trilogy he's kind of been like that character that you're like oh geez here we go again but I think in this one they kind of really turned his character around and I guess. I, I said he grew up in the last movie. I think he really did the actual growing up in this movie. Hmm. I watched a, a video um, that was talk like it just came up on my feed and I watched it. It was about Pippin and how he actually is like the second most important person uh, in the fellowship besides Frodo. Yeah. Like Frodo's yeah, number really. one. <laughs> uh, Pippin's number two because everything he does. Well, yes, you look at it and go, oh, you idiot. Uh, ended up like causing so like. He turned he because of him Gandalf became Gandalf the White. Hmm. Uh, let's see what other stupid things did he do? Uh, yeah, it's grabbing the pa- Palantir like was it made it so they could actually Frodo could get the ring to the uh, the Mount Doom because uh, Sauron thought they had it or he had it. Yeah, and, then and... he also saves Faramir in the end. Yeah. Yeah, he's and uh, he's he's actually the reason why uh, Minas Tirith uh, is ready for battle when when yeah uh, he likes uh, the torches yeah. Comes. Yeah. yeah he the oh. torches Which, yeah, that was he, the other thing. yeah he also you know signals Rohan to help them so yeah <laughs> yeah no, I, he I mean, does a he does a lot of good yeah, things like, I even the ones that look stupid and you go oh why'd you do that like ended up being good for them and in the books he he does a lot more as well. Um, like he's the one who leads him out of the Shire because he knows that area, but that didn't hmm. make it into the movies. Yeah, and then um, I mentioned the video game, and uh, Greedy gave me a challenge to do uh, one of the harder levels with with Pippin at level one, and I st- like I started out going, uh oh, this is gonna be difficult, but Pippin can kill orcs in two hits. I don't know if Greedy knew that or not. <laughs> No, I never went back and watched that yet. I didn't he, uh, know you were actually doing it. <laughs> he he killed he killed the orcs in like three hits and the orcs in two hits. And I was like, damn, Pippin. Oh, I have he, to go back and watch that now. It was Pippin's it was a like beast. Yeah, it was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had an easier time beating that level in one go with Pippin than I did with like five goes with Legolas or whoever I was using. <laughs> wow. Way to go, Pippin. So now we know Pippin's the true hero of the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, like I said, I, like I said, I mean, I've got, I've done a 180 on Pippin, and I would, ha- I would happily watch that video about Pippin if you'd link it to me. I will see if I can find it and link it to you. It's not like a long video either. You know, it's like nine even, minutes. even better. That's part of the reason why I watched it. I was like, well, that's not that long. I'll watch it. Oh, that's why um, all the they bow down to all the hobbits at the end, and not just yeah. Frodo and Sam. Which I think yeah. there was a hot debate, if I remember correctly. They're like, "Oh, why is Marion uh, Pippin standing?" Eh, they put their time in. <laughs> well, yeah, Pippin and Mary both deserve to be standing because I mean, Mary helps defeat the Witch King, and mm-hmm. Pippin literally saves Minas Tirith. So, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so the back to the, the the torch scene though. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes up, lights the torch. It's great. So I was curious, though, like, you know, some of them, they show little huts next to it. It's like, oh, these fewer people have to live in these little huts. 
You know, I'm sure they're guards of Gondor. But then there's some just out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how did they even get here? And yeah. there's clearly no huts anymore. They're like on a cliffside. I made that comment too when, when I was watching the movie. Like one of the scenes, one of the torches was like at the very top of a mountain. And there was definitely like nothing around that. So like, <laughs> how? Like the, Who lives up there? It was on top of the snow, which the snow at that point was like several feet above the rock. It's just like, <laughs> how how are they doing this? Who's doing this? How'd they get there? Magic. Eagles. Yeah. That's, that's the answer. Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> they it's... just live up there forever. It's also crazy how far away Rohan is from Minas Tirith. I, uh, I mean, it's like, a three day journey. Yeah, it's like all. I didn't. I didn't realize that because, like, when you watch, you know, when you when you see Gandalf and Pippin right off, I mean, they they seem to get there in no time in movie time. Um, well, so Shadowfax it, is is much faster than uh, uh, regular horses. Ah, yes. But yeah, it's just it's it, it, lighting those torches actually gives you a little bit better perspective on how far away these places actually are. I mean, I guess you could yeah. look at the map of Middle Earth and be like, "Ah, oh, that's a pretty far away." But seeing it visually with like all the mountain ranges in between and stuff like that, it, it puts it all in the perspective a little bit better. Yeah. Well, it kind of looks like uh, from what you see of the torches, like they're actually kind of close together. They're just separated by a big ass mountain range. Yeah, <laughs> so like they have to go down, yeah. around, and up. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the Lego game, uh, you could just walk there in five minutes. Like, what well, the heck? Of course. <laughs> It's the Lego game. Everything they do is right. Uh, going so, back to uh, uh, Pippin real quick before we move mm-hmm. on. Um, sure. I do like the bond that Gandalf and him form while they're at Minas Tirith. Because, I mean, even even when Gandalf is like, you're coming with me, Pippin. Like, he, he, he doesn't, like, respect him or anything like that. He's just bringing him along. He, he tells him to shut up and whatever. And then throughout Min- the, the Minas Tirith section, like... They they do form a bond and it was it was very nice to see. Yeah, it's very nice. Especially that I I mean I know I'm getting a little bit far, but especially when you know they're hunkering down behind the last like door of Ministerith and um they have that that moment. It was you know it was a very very nice moment. And we also see Mary form a, a bond with uh Erwin. That's her name, right? Yes, Erwin. Yeah, and that's also. Uh, Nice bonding scenes there. So right. uh, yeah, I wanted to make on. like a hard left turn and talk real quick. Um, what do you guys think of the father of the year, Denethor? <laughs> Dude, that guy pissed me off so much. Uh, yeah, so angry. <laughs> like, I understand that he loves Boromir, but Faramir's right there. And he literally sends his son to death. And Not only that, but when he comes back alive, he tries to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like, this this dude such as a complete asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't that bad in the book, um, which they actually go over in that video I was talking about. Um, he did definitely did a lot of things wrong, but he was not as, like, insanely stupid. <laughs> It seems to me like he was just there was some just something wrong with him mentally, you know, like yeah, something was definitely not right upstairs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he like he took over that role when the king of Gondor died, so you would think that, I mean, he obviously wasn't prepared to take that role, so I think the power kind of went to his head, and then when he starts realizing that the walls are closing in, that's when he starts to go even more into madness. 
Well, I mean, he didn't take the role from the king. His great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather did. Ah, uh, okay. Um, That's where I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, obviously, there's... <laughs> okay, so that, that kind of changes my perspective a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, no. so, um, so he's been living that life of luxury since he was a kid, then. Yes. So, I would say that he definitely was not prepared for the end of the Middle Age, <laughs> or the Middle <laughs> Earth. <laughs> And yeah. I think no. Ar- the thought of Aragorn anytime coming back also drove him nuts too. Oh yeah, you know, he hints that at that a lot throughout the whole series, actually. Well, he's only in the third movie. Well, he was a little I, bit. I, I, yeah, I watched the second movie extended, but yeah, he's in there. Oh mm. yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot. I forgot to even note <laughs> one thing. I do. Um, like, yeah, he tries to, um, you know, kill them, you know, Faramir and himself. And that's a long run to jump off the, you know, the pathway or the tree. Yeah. yeah. I was I like, he survived such... for a long time. I, I know he's he wearing a heavy coat, but I was like, dang. Yeah, it's more of a spectacle thing than a, you know, realistic thing. <laughs> and one of the scenes that, like, really stood out to me with him is, like, when, uh, when he sends out his son and like the you know the rest of the people to to down to the the river town, what's it called? I'm really bad with Asgiliath. names. Asgiliath. Yeah, when they're when all them all of them are like getting killed, and then you see flashbacks of him just you know sitting in his throne room, just eating, just being all disgusting. That that whole scene just yeah. made me made made me hate him even more. And yeah, it's just like a very to steal one of Yemi's words, very visceral. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was the point. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the thing that I hated was like when Firamir even called him out about it. He's like, "You wish you could trade my life for Bormor or however he worded it." And he's just like, "Yep." Well, I mean, yeah, that that's why Faramir ended up going because he's like, "Well, if my father doesn't care, then you know, I'm just gonna go throw my life away." He's lucky mm-hmm. that the orcs. You know, allowed him. I, I guess that was part of the like scare tactics. They allowed, you know, this this you know son of Gond- Gondor to to make it back. Uh, they probably thought he was dead, but that's besides the point. I mean, yeah. Was that was that scene in the theatrical when they threw all their decapitated heads back at them? Oh yeah, yeah. That wow. was theatrical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know the a lot of the scenes where he's recovering and um, meets up with Eowyn. That I believe was not in the theatrical. No, yeah, none of that so stuff just, is in there. You you don't see Faramir again until the ending scene. Well, not well, one yeah, of the ending scenes. Just, yeah, they're like <laughs> holding He's hands. Black gate, is he? No. Yeah, they don't even show him. They're like, eh, we don't need to see your fighting style. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't fighting. Yeah, he was I didn't recovering. think he was there because he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was still recovering. No, that's what and I'm that's saying. How... It's like the movie was like, hey, you don't need to see his fighting style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw it a little bit in uh, Oskilia, or however you say it. Oskiliath. Oskiliath. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm saying something right, and you're saying it wrong. <laughs> tables have turned. The turns um, have tabled. Yeah. How they did, the they... tables turn. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so like, you, don't see, yeah. you don't see him and Eowyn like, forming this bond. You, just, you see him at the end just holding hands, and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Aelin uh, got uh, turned off after uh, Aragorn said, you don't have, or I don't have what you seek or whatever. She's like, fine. 
<laughs> Fine, I'll go find another guy. And she did, like five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad they dealt with that, like, will he, won't he situation pretty early on in the movie, because, I mean, mm -hmm. you, you knew the, the whole time he wasn't going to, but they, they, they stretched it out in the two towers a little bit too much, and I'm glad that oh, they the got sold. Towers, in the two towers, you weren't sure if Eowyn was going to stick around, or, or not Eowyn, um, Arwen was going to stick around or leave or die. Right. So, you know, you could see it a little bit. It's like, well, if I can't be with her, I can be with another another person, I guess. You know, he was maybe trying to move on. and But then he didn't. As we see in this movie. The movie we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> uh, any... So, we're at that point where we're at, like, the middle of the movie. Yep. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about from the beginning before we talk about the uh, ministerial the ghost slash... army? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, just the ghost army. I guess that's kind of in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up next. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's before the ministerial battle. So yeah, go, go to the couch. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I thought I like that uh, scene a lot when they were like going inside and everything's like creepy and you see the like the arms coming up and like. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene is like uh, a really cool, like the the whole vibes of it. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the design of the the King of the Dead. I think they did a great job with him, and you know all the other minor ghosts in there as well. They all kind of looked really cool too. Mm. Yeah, the King of the Dead reminds me of a little bit of Captain Barbosa when he goes <laughs> all skeleton. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that king, that's thats the titular return of the king then, not Aragorn? Yeah, exactly. No. Wait, no. Yeah, he was already <laughs> there. He, he didn't return. I mean, he returned. He returned to battle. He returned to battle. <laughs> there were several kings returning in this one. Yes, several. At least three. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else to say about that? Um, Actually, I do want to talk about... Uh, leading up to the forging of the sword. Uh, did you guys think it was a little too much between, you know, Erwin, like, she's going to die, she's not going to die, or was it a right amount for you guys? Or, like, that whole scene leading up to Aragorn going, talking to Elrond, and then them going to the Path of the Dead? Like, was that a slowdown period for you guys, or do you guys just think it was the right amount? Um, it's it, fine. Well, I think yeah, in the theatrical, in the theatrical version, theatrical, I didn't really mind it too much. Yeah, I don't think there's as much in the theatrical version. As I was about to say, but yeah, it was a yeah, bit I mean, slow. But I, I figured for me, it was like you know, I figured it already that it was probably part of like the extended version. I mean, it is a pretty important sequence, you know, because she actually yeah. even recommend, you know, she even tells her father to force the sword. So I, I mean, I feel like if she didn't return from the path she was taking that that sword never would have been reforged. And then Aragorn couldn't have gotten the army of the dead to follow him. Things would have changed. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I, I, you know, very different. Was there like, I, I'm trying to remember, was there like slow-mo at times too, during those scenes? Like when she drops the book and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And then the, he drops the shard of light. Which is not in the theatrical. Well, the they show the shard of the light, but they don't show why he drops it. 
Yeah, I feel like the slow the slow mo was a little bit um, much in my opinion, but yeah, for the most part, I don't think it was you know terrible. Yeah, she drops the book and then Elrond picks it back up, even though he was walking the other way and then she <laughs> drops it and then all of a sudden he's picking up the book. I was like, oh, okay. Well, the book <laughs> dropped in slow motion, but he heard it, so he turned around and had enough time to get back. Ah, makes sense. <laughs> Dang, gravity. Yeah, that wasn't a camera trick. That's just how the how elf books fall, so they don't get damaged. <laughs> how, uh, gravity is. Elf books. They explain that in the extended extended version. Yeah, <laughs> oh, here we you gotta go. watch the extended extended <laughs> of all films. That one's uh, five hours long. Uh, twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this uh, call Not for, for the faint of heart. <laughs> but uh, right. i i always think uh like it looks really cool whenever we see like aragorn just talking to the enemy or whatever and like the ghosts just come up from behind him and like through him and the whole army just yeah. starts over to take him ah skipping ahead we're talking about the ghost army but we we're, uh, we're waiting to talk about the battle with Minas Tirith. no he's well, talking about that no, okay. Well, the first thing that happened, yeah, when the boat. Well, that wasn't the first thing that happened. I... Yeah. Close that, that's like so that's, that's like the towards battle. the end of the battle because the ghosts come and they wreck everything. <laughs> I thought you were talking about no. the scene where Aragorn no, the first, first the first scene. Yeah, when they take the boats before they not when they come back. Oh, with the boat, okay, so that's not the, that's not in the theatrical version. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Uh, I was confused because you just <laughs> I I thought you said they get off the boats and I'm like that's like the end of yeah, <laughs> no before that like they be- i mean the battle kind of is happening but like it cuts to them stilling the boats in the extended and they're like you and what army and then the army just phases through him and like this one yeah that, that's we, that's pretty cool going into okay. this movie i thought that scene does happen the scene that we thought we were just talking about where he's talking to the two-headed orc I was like, I thought that scene, like, I remember that scene. I was like, I thought that was in the, not that part, but it was the part before. So I was like, huh? That's why it's a good, good revisit. Yeah. No, it's also fun about that scene um, where they take the boats is we get to see Peter Jackson die again. (laughs) Oh, that was Peter Jackson? Yeah. I believe so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. I believe believe it was. So now we're ready to talk about the battle at Minas Tirith. So the one other thing, um, so Minas Morgul, where they kind of reveal the Witch King coming out. Um, what's mm-hmm. the point of that ghostly light going to the sky? Was it just signifying the the power of the Witch King arriving, or? So you know, I thought there them. was just um, like a signal to be like war is coming. I don't know. Give a. Uh, uh, and they stare at the, hey, we're coming to fuck you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, th- there's a lot of uh, orcs coming out of that, that tower, too. I, I feel like I feel like that place would have been pretty densely populated if they all were inside there. Maybe that's yeah. a spawn beacon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that whole scene where, where Frodo and Sam are climbing up the side of the, of the mountain on that crazy fucking path. Uh, yeah. And then... Just, I also like it's kind of like weird. Like, okay, um, Sam and Frodo are like sleeping on the edge of that giant cliff, <laughs> and I'm like, what if one yeah. of you rolls over? 
<laughs> You're done. <laughs> or Gollum could have easily just put Sam over and been like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. I, he must have rolled off in his sleep. Um, but going, taking a few steps back, like, how did the Witch King not see them? Like, Witch King knew, did, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, speculating, but, like, I thought the reason, like, they all started coming out of uh, Ms. Morgul is because Frodo was right there. They're like, ah, oh, the ring. And then they all just walked past. I was like, what? What? Well, they don't really sense the ring uh, until Frodo puts it on. Yeah, but, like, the whole time he has it, like, dangling from his neck, like, because yeah. he has his shirt unbuttoned. And the ring is dangling as he's climbing up the mountain. I'm like, wouldn't you want to cover that? I don't know. I mean, it, it could be nitpicking too, but... I don't know. I guess the presence is like completely hidden until he puts it on. Yeah, I don't know if it's completely hidden, because even like during the first movie at Weathertop, the, the ring rakes were like reaching for it, even though he didn't have it like completely... Or like, yeah, well... I don't know. I, I know. Then, then, then my point kind of crumbles because there's that part where the where the one of the race is looking over the the the, the roots, yeah. and Frodo's <laughs> right there, and it seems like he's gonna find it, but he doesn't. So yeah, I guess I guess the you know Sauron and the rest of the ring race can't really know. You don't really know where the ring is until someone actually puts it on, because that's like them communicating with Sauron essentially. Hmm. Or Sauron, not Sauron. I see you. Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> it is also cool to like see um that sort of like climbing up the mountain they still show like the bridge and you can still see like orcs marching they're like oh yeah. that's not orcs yeah <laughs> well mm-hmm. it kind of puts it like because the you you thought the urukai uh army was was big at helm's deep like the orc army is like even larger yeah well, of course minas tirith assume... is also much larger too yeah i assume that cave or that the city of the dead also has like a cave behind it that's where all these orcs were living yeah you would assume so because that's there's there's no way and it doesn't bother me at all but it was just like the biggest thing that bothered me is them not knowing frodo was right there even though white witch was right there that's white witch you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. but yeah no he hadn't if he put it on they immediately wouldn't like oh there he is which is why when he puts it on right next to Mount Doom, you suddenly see everyone go, "Huh? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, how how sad is it when uh, Frodo tells Sam to go home? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Sad. It's also like, damn, dude, like just just go home. Like, what? <laughs> He's just gonna walk <laughs> all the way back by himself? Like, geez. And he actually started going down too. Yeah, he he got down pretty far. Before confirming what he already knew. Yeah. And he got back up pretty fast. Right. <laughs> so I don't think friendship. he got down. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if he went down as quite as far as we you think. Like, it may look like he got down far, but it was only like, you know, half a day's journey. Yeah, also, uh, uh, you know, Shelob's Sh- Sh- lair, it doesn't, it's not like at the top of the mountain. So it's not like he has to climb all the yeah. way to the top. Yeah. But we'll talk about Shelob later. Um, do you guys want to talk about the biggest battle in the Lord of the Rings? Yes. <laughs> no, we're talking about Helm's Deep. Battle? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, Helm's Deep is the best battle of the of the series. Yes. Um, Minas Tirith is a very close second, though. I, I you know, Minas Tirith and oh, yeah, the Pelennor no, fields good. outside of it. 
Um, it's it's yeah. a, it's one of those things. It's like they spend the entire first half of this movie just building up this giant battle, and they delivered. Like your expectations are high, and they they delivered that 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 is a great battle, and it's it, it's not like. You know, they cut back and forth between Frodo and Sam a few times, but it's not like in Helm's Deep where they're cutting back to a few different stories because everyone's kind of, like, globbed together at the same place. So it, it helps mm. the flow of the battle a little bit more. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, my biggest problem is, like, the battle before um, Rohan shows up is just, like, it's not as exciting or anything. It's just hurling st- stones at each other. <laughs> Well, before Rohan shows up, uh, the orcs break into Minas Tirith. And... Okay, that's true. It's a little bit of fighting there, yeah, inside the walls. That that scene where the Gondor soldiers are waiting at the gate, and Gandalf's like, "Whatever comes through that door, stand and fight." And then it's you know four <laughs> trolls barge in, and, I, and they just wreck everyone. I'm like, "Damn, that is such a, like a cool scene." <laughs> yeah, agreed. Stay and fight. All right, okay, we'll stay and die. Yeah. I'm going to run. It does, uh, I do like how, like, the battle, like, yeah, they didn't have a chant or anything like they do in the Helm's Deep. I mean, the Helm's Deep start was much more intense. I like how it just kind of started, you know. Orthmog was just like, all right, release the prisoner, let's go. (laughs) Like, let's let's do this. Oh, yeah, when when uh, he says release the prisoners, like, that's like... You're not expecting the, you know, you're you're expecting like the Gondor soldiers like walk and you know it'd still be alive at that point, but it's just their heads and catapults, and that's that's that was just so gross. That was pretty intense. Apparently, pretty that is deep, like, a tactic uh, uh, ancient warfare would do. Scare tactic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's an game for tactic. battle from an Earth. It's an upgrade you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh. You guys probably already know this too, but the Battle of Minas Tirith was based off of the Siege of Constantinople. Mm-hmm. I did uh, not. Know I did that. not know that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there, there. Um, so Constantinople, uh, after the fall of the Roman Empire, like that was like the last. Like, Constant Emperor Constantine moved the capital of the Roman Empire from Rome to Constantinople. He renamed it. It used to be called uh, whatever. It doesn't make. It doesn't matter. And um, the Ottoman Empire came in and was like, we want this city. You know, it was it was a big trading city, you know, and it's like there was walls around it. So they tried, you know, ladders and cannons and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's loosely based on on that battle. Um, there was a point there was a point in the battle of Constantinople where the Ottoman Empire tried to dig under the walls. <laughs> um, that didn't yeah. work out too well because uh, there was like they, like the Romans had had hired like a a Scottish guy who was good at finding mines. So like he had buckets of water everywhere. And if one started to, you know, move because of the movement under the ground, they would, the, the Romans would dig down and then drop like dynamite or something there and kill all the Ottomans inside there. So it's a little, it's, it's very loosely based on it, but it wasn't the battle minister. It was kind of inspired by the spectacle of the battle of Constantinople. Which used to be Istanbul. That's right. Yes. Istanbul. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So the battle. So the battle. <laughs> the battle <laughs> happened. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, like I said, it's just it kind of delivers in every way. Uh, the buildup is justified for the scale of the fight, and you know, from the get go, it's 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 intense. You know, it's it's a it's a good watch. 
Yeah, definitely. And you guys, once again, Legolas had the best scene in the first movie, the best scene in the second one, and here we go again. He has the <laughs> most badass scene in the third one as well. He takes down yeah, the to keep it. giant elephant all by himself, basically. Yeah. Well, Peter Jackson does love elves, like, a lot. <laughs> it still only Sexually? counts as one. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a, that's a great scene. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, even when he's sliding down the trunk, like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't look too yeah. bad. I yeah, like a couple of scenes when he's like, when, uh, when the scene started, I comment like, oh, here we go. We're going to break the laws of physics. And then by the end, I was like, ah, you know, it's not as, it, he didn't break that many laws of physics. Yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking it was more, but I was, was just like on the Hobbit. Yeah. He was standing on the horse's ass. I was just like, ah, right, he might not be able to stand there like that, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> no, yeah. there's definitely he, a couple of scenes when he was climbing up that I couldn't tell. Oh, okay, that's a little, maybe a little bit too much CG use there. I can definitely tell it's fake. Oh, it was but all CG. For the most, but... yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I you know I greatly enjoyed that scene. Especially yeah. that then he lighting taps ending. down the little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, mountain there's they stood on for the elephant. Imagine being like the army of the dead and then all of a sudden this thing just comes down. You're like, hey. <laughs> Dude, the army of the dead just coming in and just like sweeping up the elephants you see later on. And then yeah. just. I mean, oh, the battle's pretty thing. much over when they show up. That's <laughs> the one thing I like about uh, this movie uh, is they didn't focus too much on the Army of the Dead. I mean, yeah, they're there. You know they, like, sweeped up. But they still showed, you know, like, all the heroes still having their action, and, like, their moment and their scenes. Yeah, it I didn't notice that. Like, oh, it's Army of the Dead. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, not, like I said, the Army of the Dead just shows up kind of at the end and just wipes them. Um, but yeah, you still get like the Witch King being killed and whatnot. Yeah, the only thing is, I just, I just wish that there was like, I wish that the Witch King was established in like the two towers. You know, that's the only thing that because because yeah. he's a, he's such a important character, but he's really doesn't have too much time screen wise in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I think Lurtz has more scenes than than the Witch King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Technically, you know, they, uh, yeah, technically he's been in the movie, yeah. you know, the trilogy, yeah, but before, he's, he stabbed Frodo on Weathertop. It's like, okay, why wasn't he wearing his cool ass crown then? Yeah. He, yeah. I, I just wish that he was like wearing all his cool armor for more yeah. movies, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why did he suddenly get it now? That doesn't, doesn't make sense. Explain this to me. Explain it to me <laughs> like I'm a child. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also like to up the stakes. I also like at the end of the battle, uh, Gimli's like, uh, "Don't don't release them. You know they they could be a uh, uh, you know <laughs> we could need them in the future." But Aragorn's yeah. a good a good good king. You know yeah. he's a man of his word. Yeah, they sure could have used them at uh, Mordor. <laughs> yeah, right. He could have <laughs> said like, "Hey, I'm gonna I definitely am gonna release you, but we're not done here." <laughs> You're not, it's not just defending Gondor now. We need you guys to come in and just kill Sauron. <laughs> I mean, can so they, they even... Could probably, they could have killed the Witch King too, probably. <laughs> no man can kill me. Well, I'm a yeah, ghost. they don't die, right? <laughs> yeah. They're already dead. Oh, exactly. That's why I'm like, come on. Just keep him for a little bit. 
Yeah. But yeah. But, um, I also, I also, I also like how badass Gandalf is in the Battle of Minas Tirith, because you yeah. you see him as like you know the old the old white you know white white man, and he's just <laughs> kicking ass on the tower and stuff and commanding the troops like, you know. Yeah. Gandalf's so cool. <laughs> Gandalf is cool. I wish he didn't break his uh, stick. Like I know they don't in the theatrical. No, version, he just kind of doesn't have it. Yeah, but in in the extended, they you know the Witch King. Did you call stick. it a stick? Oh, the this is oh, staff. Whatever. He's staff. He's not a Harry Potter person <laughs> with a stick. <laughs> Ooh, is that a shot of Harry Potter? No. Um, yeah. But I was I gonna say the same thing. Yeah, like I wish <laughs> he would have kept it in stack intact. So because he's it, it looks really cool. Like him swinging that thing around and like spinning it and just fighting with it. And then he has it at the end when they all go see Frodo at uh, Rivendell. He's he has it again. You're like, what? It's a <laughs> replacement. Like, yeah, some time has passed. I mean, he could have gotten a new Rivendell. one. Or... From Rivendell, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Well, they were in Gondor, not Rivendell, but. At the end. No, yeah, at the end when Frodo's in bed, they're in Rivendell. I thought that, no, they were still in Gondor because they did the celebration afterwards of, you know, the crowning and everything. Maybe they uh, went back. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they're in Rivendell <laughs> at that know. part because the the bed looks very similar to the first movie. Right. I thought the same thing too, but I was like, but are they in Rivendell or Gondor? I don't know. I, th- I think they're. I think they're in Rivendell. They're in Rivendell. Let's, yeah, let's put, to, let's put up to a vote. <laughs> the the eagles Wait. flew straight to Rivendell from there. I feel yeah. I feel like that makes sense because the elves would be able to heal Sam and Frodo yeah, faster nice. than men. <laughs> <laughs> the elves are like the last thing we do before we leave are going to heal Frodo and Sam and then we're out <laughs> even though they take <laughs> Wait, was Aragorn, Aragorn was there right they were all yeah, there everyone, everyone was yeah, there yeah the whole fellowship yeah, there. Was, that was, was supposed to be Riffendale. the if they were in Rivendell he would have saw Arwen and he didn't see Arwen until at the coronation Ah, uh, you find a hole in our story. Well, I don't. I, I, I mean, that room looks. I mean, it looks like Bilbo's room from from the first movie. That's 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 my thing. Oh, I agree. It does. <laughs> it just it doesn't add up if they were in Rivendell. Like, how did know. the others get there if the Eagles took them there? Like, well, they yeah, they know. rode. I don't know. They rode their horses. Huh. I feel like I feel like I mean Frodo, Frodo was what was it was I mean it couldn't have been, it could have been like a week or so before Frodo was able to get up and move you know yeah they they couldn't get there in a week look how long it took him just to get for, to Rohan to Gondor yeah but now they don't have an army of you know they don't have Sauron to deal with they don't got orcs yeah. or Uruk you know wargs <laughs> they don't have any of that stuff to, to deal with true I'll look this up. Uh, they just seemed like they were dressed up like they were in uh, Rivendell. I don't know. Right. And the oh, whole setting, the same, like, the mood just I felt I thought the same Rivendell. thing. Like, I was like, oh, those look like the same clothes that Rivendell used. And maybe it's just a medical... <laughs> like, that's if you're in medical, doesn't matter if you're in Gondor or Rivendell, you get the same gown, just like here <laughs> in, the, in the Americas. You get the same stupid gown. But that scene is before the crowning, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Reggie. <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, because that's supposed to be like the big, like you know, like circle is you know they the 
fellowship started and then i thought if they were supposed to end there that's why each one of them come in and no one else comes in because it'd be like it's supposed to be them like well, yeah, the it's, the big, it's the big reunion of yeah. the group But anyway, I mean, we we skipped ahead <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, we should talk about Shelob now. Yeah, Shelob. Skip that. Well, I, 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 uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was scared of that the whole spider scene, but um, rightfully so. Yeah, I thought. It, I mean, it's pretty cool nowadays watching it. It, um, it still looks pretty good, and um, you know, I like how they show Frodo losing. You know, Sting, and he loses the light. Um, yeah. I like how they show it kind of being stuck, and they do the close-up of it, like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-huh. hmm. um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool sequence of events, too. Like, you know, he follows Gollum in there, and then he realizes that, you know, he's been tricked, and he starts to freak out, and it's a maze of corridors, and he gets, you think he's going to get it when he's in the spider web, but, you know, it comes a little bit later. Hmm. So cringe um, when he got uh, stabbed with a stinger. I did when I was younger, and still did it today. I was like, oh, geez, you know. That, yeah, like, they, they made they made stinger. Yeah, yeah, they made that stinger really gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's got all the goo around it. All right, so I looked it up. It is the Houses of Healings in Gondor. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, they bamboozled us. Yeah, maybe they should have <laughs> made the the beds look so similar. <laughs> yeah not, not only the beds but like the whole room looked very different <laughs> and like there's like a filter on the camera too that kind of makes it look i don't know yeah like that like that glow <laughs> i don't know all right well yeah. you know uh, yeah. i concede it's gondor that's all i wanted like, <laughs> i'm out <Peace>. later <laughs> uh no but back to uh Shilob. um so yeah once again we show that like we we see that Frodo just cannot fight at all. <laughs> no, he cannot. <laughs> yeah. They they definitely showed how much of a badass Sam is, though. Yeah. Sam, Sam really stepped up. <laughs> Sam's been stepping up from day one. Yeah. <laughs> Since pruning the bushes and in, in, in the Shire to <laughs> stabbing giant spiders in the in <laughs> well, very similar thing. Gardener X ex- Gardener. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the gardening skills. Yep, yeah, yeah. He's probably had to kill a few spiders in his gardening career. <laughs> true, true. You know, can't let poisonous spiders get into the the garden and house. And of course, he was also badass fighting the the orcs when he was rescuing Frodo. Yeah, that's oh him. yeah. He didn't have to fight too many though. They they all kind of killed each other. <laughs> Before he got yeah, there, yeah. So well, there was still like three of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there was a few in there, but everyone else was pretty much dead by the time he got there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it shows that just nobody understands how to fight a hobbit. They're just so small and different, and then hmm. just it also highlights how bad Frodo is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sam didn't really kill him. He just kind of like yeeted them off of the stairway, <laughs> which he killed them. them. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I always thought it was pretty silly how the the orcs and the orcs just kind of like, you know, obviously they're, you know, they're at, you know, they're they're evil and, you know, whatever. But I, I always found it silly how they're all just like Sam just walks in there. La dee dee dum dum. They're all just dead. You know, <laughs> well, oh, hold on. I, I do have a question, though, with an orc brawl. 
<laughs> so so when when Sam is standing over Frodo's body and he thinks he's dead, like you could he like only the face was like barely broken, you know, out of the the web. So is that the moment where he took the ring from Frodo? Yes. Well, yeah. he, when the orc started coming, he heard him coming. He you don't see it, but he you know removed a little more of the. That's that's more uh, of like a you know the Hollywood bait and switch. You know, you think that the orcs yeah. have Frodo with the ring, but Sam actually has it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, how did Shelob Stinger go through his Mithril? It was, I was under the impression you know he has that giant like opening above his chest like below his throat where you know he has the yeah. ring sitting in there and he he never like he never like tight you know made the the mithril stuff tighter around that part so i'm guessing that the stinger went there <laughs> maybe he he wear the books that probably makes sense but... he doesn't he take off the, the armor ass. until the orcs um you know oh, yeah, yeah, the orcs take yeah. the armor from him. they find that's what they starts the fight they find yeah. it um yeah. but it looked oh. like the stinger like went right for his gut in the you know, in the movie, maybe it you know, was like, like, you know, he's wearing that coat over it, so maybe it got like grumpled up a little bit. <laughs> no, maybe it makes sense maybe if it went into it his, like, his sternum. <laughs> yeah, or maybe she got him in the leg. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Doesn't I'll matter where the stinger. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they just I, yeah. they made it like look like he got hit in the gut because they made yeah. him like go and like gasp forward and stuff. Got hit right in his manhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe that works. No, you yeah. mean his hobbit hood? Yeah, <laughs> hobbit hood. Yeah, right in the junk. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, Ow. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have junk anymore. Nope. Ah, so that's why he yeah. left at the end. Yeah, <laughs> he had to heal. Well, he you know he's he's uh. He's jealous that Sam is able to start a family and with Rosie, and he's like, "Ah, we damn it!" Joked about, just we gonna... joked about this this scene where they're like, think they're about to die because the lava's coming down and everything, and he's like, "Like, man, I would have married Rosie." And Frodo gives him this look, like, "I'm right here." <laughs> I thought we were gonna be a couple. <laughs> they got a bromance. They do have a bromance. They and, you know, bromances. Yeah, you know, I was like, it's probably ended up being one of those things where you know Rosie's just like, nah, that's fine. You you can have a boyfriend. <laughs> On to the final fights. I was the actually final, final fight. Yeah. The Black Gate and the Mount Doom. Oh, yeah, which isn't I really a yeah, yeah, isn't much of a fight. They just yeah, kind of get surrounded more. It's there. I, I don't know how it was in the extended edition. I don't remember. But, I mean, that, they didn't really show too much of the Black Gate. You know, um, they, uh, I mean, they obviously showed, like, you know, a few glimpses here and there. But it was most, the most of the focus was on Sam, Frodo, and, and Gollum. You know, yeah. I think I honestly think the only scene, like I said earlier, was Mouth of Sauron getting trying to trick off trick that Frodo was dead, yeah. and then just him getting his head cut off. Yes. Yeah, and then like I said, then you just see them pour out of the gates, surround them, and they just sit there making noises, and then 
they do fight. You know, the Aragon fights the uh, troll, you know, and he gets stepped on. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right, they do. All you right. get a nice close-up of a troll's foot, you know. never saw that before. Yeah. <laughs> Looks good. Looks good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the whole ending sequence just with Frodo and Sam is, like, spectacular. And I've already complimented Gollum so many times in this episode, but I'm going to say it again. Like, Gollum was exceptionally good, especially at the end. Because he's kind of like a, you know, he he just kind of shows up because you see him fall in the in Shelob's lair and you kind of know like, eh, he's probably not dead. Um, yeah. But he shows up at like the most like uplifting part when Sam, you know, is like, I, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And he just shows up just to fuck things up. It, it's great. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, remember me? He's like, I know you're having yeah. a moment here, but I'm going to take that ring from you. <laughs> <laughs> I had so, completely forgotten that he ends up like biting his finger off. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's one of the more visceral parts of the movie. Is <laughs> <There when, you. laughs> when Gollum is just on top of Invisible Frodo, and you're like, "What the heck is he gonna do?" And he just you know bites the finger off. That that's a great moment. Yeah. So I do. Part of me really wishes. Like, how it happened in the movie is how it happened in the book. Golem bites his finger off, falls in. Um, but part of me just really wishes, you know, Frodo would have just thrown it in, like, to get oh. this far, and then finally just be like, actually, no. In oh. in my mind, I kind of remember him, like, just throwing Gollum along with the ring, and for some reason, that's how I thought it was going to happen. Right? I, I think it would be better if he had thrown it, and then Gollum just jumped in after it. He was like, I'll mm. get it. And then dies because he's an idiot. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It just felt a little like, like the whole point is like hobbits are stronger than men. And, oh. you know, and then it comes down to it. They're like, no, not really. Well, I mean, through the whole trilogy, I mean, Boromir gets possessed by the ring real quickly. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Faramir Faramir gets... They are stronger than men. He, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they get through the entire them. journey up until that last point. I, I feel like. It's 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 reasonable because even through they've even shown it through the you know two towers and Return of the King like Frodo is growing more and more fond of the ring as it goes on and in the third movie he's doing things that Gollum did you know to it where he's you know running his fingers along it and and stuff like that you know being very overprotective. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. Even stronger than the elves do. Like the, it makes sense. It's just. Personally, I was just like, it's nice if he First, just yeah. went. Well, I mean, Even you don't what? you don't want Frodo to be, you know, the butt face of the end of the movie, but he's kind of yeah. got to be for that truly epic ending. Yes. Because in the end, he does let go of the of the ring, you know. By yeah, allowing, no, he has a bit. He has it bitten off him. No, but he. But at the end, he is struggling with 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 Gollum, and in order to save his own life, he he lets Gollum go. Because mm. they're hanging off the edge of the of the of the, I don't know what, what do you call it, island precipice, <laughs> the pre yeah. island in, in the middle, and uh, <laughs> sure. yeah. Okay. I mean, if it if he if he was like... if he was as obsessed with the ring as Gollum, he would have jumped in there with Gollum to try and get the ring, right? But instead. Yeah. He grabs onto the edge and, and saves his own life instead of trying to save the ring's life. Yeah. Life, quote unquote. <laughs> well, you did thought, think about dropping down. And then Sam was like, don't you do it. Not well, he, he thought of he, he thought that at that point he thought about saving Sam 
Yeah, right. Because the whole place the was ring falling at that down. Point. Yeah, he was. He was like, yeah. you know what? At least you know, if I if I fall, Sam can get out of here alive. But you know, the end of, it yeah. ends up being you know being happy. And then he leaves Sam anyways at the end of the movie. So it doesn't. <laughs> well, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's four, four years. Yeah, got, it's four years yeah. after. I got four years together. <laughs> I also like how I mean, skipping ahead, I I do like how he gives the book to Sam. It's like, well, what's Sam gonna write in this? Like. <laughs> Like I was fucking Rosie, and we had two. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, you, you got no, no. you got the you know yeah. there and back again a Hobbit's tale return. You know, the Lord of the Rings, and then Sam's is like the gardener. <laughs> the gardener. <laughs> hey, the gardener does a lot of stuff. Okay, he's the first assassin to ever exist. <laughs> um, okay, that's not true. <laughs> We have other assassins. He's the first James Bond. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but right. yeah, anything else you guys want to say about Mount Doom? No, I, well, um... Mount Doom is where the whole. It, wait, is the movie over? No, <laughs> starts. Yeah, there's like so many moments where like I thought that's where it was going to end, but I do have a question. No, I'm glad cause... it continues. Mount or Mordor was marching out again. Like, where were they going? Because they weren't going to meet. They didn't know that. Uh, or maybe they did. Uh, that they went to meet the uh, Aragorn. Yeah. Did they know they they were coming? Well, Saruman. Well, yeah, because because um, yeah, <laughs> they knew. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought like well, they were planning on going to march somewhere. Like, they were to distraction. I mean, first they were they were first they were going to Gondor. And then when they lost to Gondor, you know, they were kind of holding up until Aragorn said, by the way, I'm here. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, go get that fucker. Okay, yeah, that's right. Because Gandalf does say they're preparing, or no, Gimli says it, that they're preparing again. Yeah. Yeah, they got to go. It's, a, it's a, such a big army. They couldn't send all of them once yeah, once to Gondor. I guess. <laughs> they sent a good amount, but not enough, they apparently. <laughs> and this also, is uh, um, actually backtracking i wish they showed uh the retaking of Asgillius a little bit <laughs> i don't know if that's like super important i i have a question what what happens to the easterlings like we see the elephants but that's i mean but we don't see like the actual soldiers of 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 of, of that of the south because uh, in the in the two well in the two towers you see the entire army of the easterlings go inside the black gate and then you never see them again <laughs> I assume they're just mixed in with the orcs. But you would definitely notice them. I mean, they had that gold armor and the red, the yeah. maroon, you know, stuff. Well, a lot it's... of them were riding the elephants. Yeah, yeah that's what they were all Well, those those easily. those aren't the same. Easterlings and the I think they're had deep. It starts with Haran. an H. Whatever, the, whatever the the yeah, riders and the elephants are actually a different faction, both from oh. the south. But Easterlings, Haran. they marched into the Black Gate in the Two Towers. And Haradrim. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the ones you're talking about. Those those guys. No, they don't. They don't show up again. It's it's kind of weird. Because I, I, I was under the impression that they showed up at the uh, at the fields again. Because in every single video game for Lord of the Rings, the Easterlings are there at at the fields. But in the movie, they're not there. It's just the uh, elephants. Just, they just they just forgot about them. Yeah, I <laughs> or think like so. they're just kind of mixed in with the orcs. But like I said, like if, if they were mixing with orcs, you would definitely notice them because they have well, like the like, gold I, armor and stuff. They're so mixed in that you only like you only get to see them from a distance. So they're just like a black blob. <laughs> okay, sure. 
I guess that's I, the only I, thing I, I can think I, I would I would have liked to see them also at you know the the fields in front of ministry. I, I think that that would have been a good place that. to kind of incorporate them and be like, and there they are, and there they're dead. <laughs> maybe maybe when they went through the black gates, they were um, given new armor, or maybe they were turned <laughs> into orcs. Well, yeah, I'm about to say maybe they were like used to like create orcs. I don't know. I uh, I mean, we we need to watch the extended extended version to figure all this yeah. out. Yeah. You need to watch it. I didn't get I didn't. I didn't get that far in the extended, extended version, so. <laughs> but they probably were turned into orcs, because uh, that's kind of how orcs are made. I mean, I, I I was under the impression that they were great fighters, you know? <laughs> why, yeah. why aren't they used, like, the, the, the wild men, the corsairs or whatever they were called? Why don't they use them for the orc fodder, you know? They, they didn't seem to be that well put together. <laughs> they probably did. Yeah, maybe they did. Who knows? And that's why you have some orcs who are really cool and strong and good, and some orcs that look just scrawny and stupid. <laughs> I guess the main point is I would have liked to see Easterlings again, after, you know, because they looked really cool in in the two towers. Yeah. It's unfortunate no, they just they... kind of forgot that they had walked in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I right. Um, Which ending do you guys was... want to talk about first? <laughs> So the first one, the first one's actually the one that bugs me the most is like you see him on the rock, it fades to black. And then you think, okay, like this is not how it ends. They're going to fade to something different. And then they just fade right back to the exact same scene. Yeah. Well, like, again, it was to show, well, slightly different angle. It was, get, it was to show that time had passed. But I feel like it should have maybe then cut to somebody else and then back to them. I don't know. It just seemed weird to fade out and then fade back into pretty much the same scene. Yeah, it's an odd choice for sure. Yeah, that's the one that bugs me the most. They just wanted to like uh, amplify that they were gonna, or not amplify, <laughs> imply that they were probably gonna die or something. That that was their end, the end of their journey. They wanted yeah. to just drag that out as much as possible. Imagine if the credits yeah. had rolled there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think. Mm. I mean, I think the best ending, which might be the actual ending, I well, no, because <laughs> Sam comes back. I think the best ending is when they yeah. take Bilbo and Elrond and Gandalf yeah. and Frodo, and they go on the ship, yeah, and they leave. Yeah. I think that is like that would have been the best place to end it. I mean, yes. we didn't need like the Very. extra exposition for for Sam. Um, because I mean that 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 is such that's a very emotional scene, I mean, especially because I forgot that Frodo gets on the ship at the end of it all. So like, Dude, I, I actually got teary-eyed. Yeah, yeah I mean, Bilbo, emotional. I mean, gee, Bil Bilbo, I, I love how he needs help that whole way, and um, as soon as Gandalf's <laughs> like, Bilbo, come on, he's like, oh, I'm ready for another yeah. adventure, and he just gets up, and I, was all sp <laughs> I, I love that scene. But I also love the scene before it, when, like, everyone bowed down to the hobbits. Like when that happened, like my entire body was kind of like overcome with joy. I, I can't even explain it. Like, <laughs> I thought that you was like uh... no man, for you are now gods. <laughs> well, Gandalf proved that uh, you know hobbits are important. I mean, throughout through through the unexpected journey and through this trilogy, yeah, yeah, hobbits the most important character. Mm. I do more than you think. Uh, but so I agree, that's okay, here's a question for Tay. Are the hobbits yes. descendants of the river people, or? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, 
don't, I don't know if it's ever. I'm. I assume so. I should say. I assume <laughs> so. I don't know for sure. Um. And the river folk saw. I saw a thing. I don't know if it's true, but like, halflings came about. Um, they're halflings, so they are half man, half something else. Ah, so some river folk got got funky with some elves. Mingled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of mingling was done. Okay. So yeah, that, that might be. Because I was wondering how old Gollum is if if you know evolution had taken place and the river folk turned into the hobbits. But if if they just did some mingling in between, it makes more sense. Well, you have to so, imagine that happened. Gollum found the ring probably towards the beginning of the Second Age. Or no, Third Age. The Third Age. Because sec- end of Second Age is when they killed Sauron the first time? Or is that the end of the First Age? I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, but either way, it's been thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so let's go back to the the Gondor scene. Um, I kind of wish that we had more of like a conclusion for Gimli, Legolas. You know. Yeah. I, f- I feel like yeah, like did Legolas go to the Undying Lands as well? Since he was yeah, an elf? so well, I actually did a little Google searching because I was like, I honestly forgot where everyone went because when I watched it younger, I was like, ah, just a battle and turned it off. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they do go to Undying Lands. Uh, after. I think it's four years after after Aragon dies. They're like, well, well, let's go. <laughs> and then they... Oh, okay. Uh, That's much Legolas later. Legolas ends up building... He rebuilds uh, Iliath, or the Iliathan, or whatever it's called, the Elven City. He rebuilds it after, you know, the war battle uh, damage, and then uh, Aragorn dies, and then Gimli and Legolas both go undying land. Oh, nice. See, and do all the dwarves together? go, or does just Gimli go? Just Gimli. Oh, yeah, of course, together. Because uh, the dwarves are still not welcome, and uh, Gimli was a special gift to go in. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, it's Legolas's boyfriend, so of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, because I was yeah, thinking, we, we had that conversation. Well. Me and my wife were like, wait, did, did Legolas and Gimli go, or... They stuck. Yeah, they stuck it out with Aragorn, and then they were like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> Middle Earth yeah, is boring now. Yeah, Erwin <laughs> goes as well after Aragorn dies. Mm. Oh, she doesn't stay the with their son. Which <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. they did because, uh, you know, every all Elrond and everyone made it sound like these are the last boats. No, you can't go after this. Well, that's what I said. Uh, Legolas actually literally built his own, according yeah. to Google. Does anyone else have any closing thoughts? Let's jump into a 20 minute conversation about Sam's official ending. Uh, No, No, I I thought that the final part with Sam was just a little bit like the best part. The end would have been at the end when Frodo leaves. I, I just I don't feel like they really needed the show. Sam walking back home, you know, get going into the Shire and and, you know, hugging his children and closing the door i just awkwardly going through the door yeah (laughs) i just just feel like i feel like like you know like if there was another trilogy of books after this regarding sam and his adventure like then it's like okay close the door on sam's house and then the next trilogy is sam but there ain't there's no other trilogy after the lord of the rings so 
I don't know. I just I feel like they do did need to like give him some sort of closure, you know, with with Frodo leaving. They had to like, but I mean, give they... him like another happy ending, like still after you know that sadness. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess to to leave people a little bit more happy, but it's like, yeah. I don't know, because it's it's such a quick scene too. I wonder if, like, you know, everyone jokes, like, oh, look at all these different, like, different endings. I wonder if, like, Peter Jackson ended things there, and then, like, test audiences were like, what? No, you can't edit there. So he's like, fine, tagged on this. No, you can't end it here. Okay, here you go. <laughs> they just kept going until they were like, okay, that's a, that's a good place to end it. Yeah. One scene that I do like, um, and this is going back, stepping a little bit, is when all the hobbits go back to the Shire. And everyone, like everyone at the Shire, is like clueless because yeah. you know the Shire, the Shire is so isolated from like the whole world, and they probably didn't know that you know the Battle Helm Steep happened or you know Miss Miss. Yeah, Earth. everyone's still giving them the stink eye. Everyone's still cheering, you know. They're all sitting there, and, like the four of them are kind of sitting there, like we're supposed to be heroes here, and everyone's like, "Yeah, buddy!" And then Sam yeah. decides to get up, and it's like, "I'm gonna go mayor here." Well, I, mean, so I thought that was a good, yeah. like scene i guess no yeah i agree it's a it's a great scene and um Although, i guess it also I mean, kind of shows like you know because bilbo is kind of like a legend there for telling his stories but i mean you wonder if anyone actually even believes the stories he tells because you know everyone's so isolated there yeah well in the books i'm gonna be that guy again <laughs> <laughs> you get the scourge of the shire um so when they get home shire is not good because um, really? Saruman and Wormtail showed up and have taken over the Shire and are like putting the hobbits to slave labor and such. Um, oh, and then, yeah, that been... <laughs> that, yeah, Peter Jackson apparently hated that ending, so that's why he did not include it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so... that sounds pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, mind no, the way that they went with it. I, I and I also think that that no, would have added either. like another hour of of the yeah, to the another movie. whole movie. Yeah, it could have been another whole movie <laughs> in itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was pretty quick in the books. Like, they show up, and they're like, oh, crap. And then they, they find out it's uh, Wormtongue and Saruman, and they, like, run them off. Uh, I think they do kill Grima. Rip. Or, I don't know. I think that's where Grima kills Sauron, and then... Uh, Saruman. Merry or Pippin kills Grima. Oh. Well, I guess in the... I like that change then that Peter Bat Jackson did. I, I, I like how they go back to the Shire, and it's like, you know, oh... You know, nobody. I, I don't even remember there being hooded men in, on horses killing people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that happened in outside, like just outside Bree. the shire. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's like I don't even, I don't even remember yeah. hearing anything about that. Like that, that also shows how isolated they are. If they didn't even hear about that happening. Yeah, I mean, they may have heard about that, but it was just like well, they probably don't even care. Leave. Yeah, this is why you don't leave the shire. It's second breakfast. Give give me give me a few minutes. Here. I'll hear your story later. Yeah. But, that, that was such a like a not like an emotional scene, but like a touchy scene, I guess. Because it did look like on their faces, they're like they wanted to be like, you know, the kings and that no, was the Shire, but I, I, I think it was more so like they had gone through the ringer and they just couldn't feel at home in the Shire anymore. Like like yeah. all those people yeah. were very naive to the outside world and they had experienced everything they experienced. I felt like maybe it was a little bit more of like um 
you know, maybe resentment for how, you know, naive the people of the Shire are. Like how they're not getting the attention they want. <laughs> well, I don't think they... they wanted attention. I just think that, like, that you go back to that situation where everyone's partying and dancing and, you know, you've gone Nothing through. Happened. Yeah, you've mm. gone through, the, like, you've gone through hell and, you know, I, you just boy, can't, you can't thought... enjoy it in the same way anymore. Yeah, the, the way I looked at it, there's kind of like, oh my gosh, look at these people. There's, they're oblivious. They're kind of, yeah, they're just oblivious. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah, and then, like, at the end, there's like, eh, whatever. We're back. This is how things are. And they start Did they ever drinking. show uh, Mary and Pippin again? Like, after we saw Sam standing up towards going to Royce? No. Did they uh, ever show him there? Well, we saw him at the, they were at the harbor. Yeah. Mm. But they, they, you know, they weren't seen again after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they should have added yet another ending to see what they were up to. <laughs> well, then they should have added another ending so we could have seen what Gimli and Legolas are up to. Yeah, just add more. And, and then more. add another ending showing, you know, what happened to, you know, Mordor after everything happened. <laughs> Mordor the needs to can we get Can we get a scene yeah. of uh, Lurtz's dead body in the in the forest, too? <laughs> like, what's he up to? <laughs> oh, the way I look at it, the way I look at it is once Mordor is gone, um, the orcs, like, turn kind of turn a new leaf and that's how you get like um in D D you can play as an orc and stuff it's like some of the orcs went oh you know we'll just join society yeah. <laughs> well even in, like being... the the shadow of mordor game and shadow of war you know the, the mordor starts turning green again after sauron's defeat but there's still factions of orcs who are you know angry you know yeah, for sure hmm. for sure it's cool I to mean, kind of travel in D &D, you can run into, you know, evil orcs and stuff, but you can run into good orcs. Yeah. Because they're just like, I, I, you know what? I'm not being enslaved anymore. I have chosen to be awesome. I've chosen <laughs> to be a mage. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, when uh, they show the ring being you know, thrown in and then all the orcs, you know, kind of falling into the endless pit, uh, they didn't show Minas Morgul or Isengard. I was like, well... Oh. Uh, the the pit was only like encompassing uh, Mordor. It, it yeah. stopped uh, after the Black Gate, so it's yeah. not like every yeah. single orc was thrown into a pit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of the orcs ran away, and the troll. <laughs> yeah, the troll. The troll was the first to go. He he knew what was up. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this! I'm out." <laughs> he immediately had a change of heart. <laughs> you know, you know. There, here's another scene they could have added. That troll that runs away from Aragon goes into the mines of Moria to, to meet his cousin, and his cousin's dead. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! And so he has a Gimli-like scene where he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the ending. Wait, oh, we are talking. That, that is the out. ending. Was that, yeah, we are talking about the ending. Now, I guess it's always kind of dark in Mordor, so the trolls can live out in the day. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't seem too dark all the time. Because even when like the black gates there, it's it's pretty bright. Yeah, and that's why I'm just like, how did that troll not turn to stone? Well, you know, <laughs> I you know I always forget about that because, you know, you see tons of trolls and stuff. Yeah. And it's like it's not really that dark out, and you kind of forget that they do turn into, into stone until you watch or you know the Hobbit comes along. Yeah. You reread that or rewatch those movies, and you're like, oh yeah, they. Do turn the stone into light. What the heck? Right. Well, the extended version of Fellowship, you actually see the statues of the stone, the trolls. If I, I remember right. That's in the theatrical too. 
it's kind of, they're just kind of in the background during one of those scenes. Oh, okay. They don't well, really like, like they, focus on it. Yeah, they're in the background. But in the extended, they actually kind of like Sam has a line about it. It's like, look, it's Mr. Bilbo's trolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they don't mention it in the theatrical cut. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, back right. to the ending. Uh, <laughs> Which ending? <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think we, you know, I think. I, I think mean, we're else... for our closing thoughts right now, right? Yeah. Yep. Is there anything else anyone wants to mention before we we do that? I think I'm good. Thank God. Yeah, okay. I'm good. All right, Cal. Lead us off with our final thoughts and rating. All right. So yeah, um, not much else to say. Uh, we finally did it. We watched the entire trilogy unplanned, but it worked out pretty good <laughs> and uh, yeah this uh, epic conclusion um loved every minute of it i watched once again watched the extended version and i almost had to split it up into like three different parts just because you know the difficulties of you know getting my family together to watch <laughs> it's pretty crazy it's how it's like four hours long but you know every i th- I found it like very enjoyable all the way through. And once again, you know, just everything about this movie is great. The cinematography, the action, everything just blends together so well. All the characters, the interactions, the growth. Yeah, I have uh, no choice but to once again give this final Lord of the Rings movie a five out of five. Mm. Deal? Yeah. Um... I, I agree. I mean, I, it, it's a it's an epic conclusion to an epic trilogy, and just I mean, watching the movies in such close proximity to each other, you kind of like the scope of it all comes into view, and you're like, you know, it starts out with this tight knit fellowship. It's all like you know, it's it's got an upbeat, and then it kind of like <laughs> progresses into the Return of the King stuff, and it's it's really interesting to watch it as an adult now, instead of just being like a kid and excited for the, the big battles and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's cool to go back and appreciate the other things more. And, um, I, you know, I'm not judging it off of the extended version, but I do think the extended version, um, adds some things that like, you know, Saruman's death and stuff that I just wasn't a big, a big fan of, but there are other things that it adds that, you know, really enhance the experience. Um, but I'm, you know, the theatrical version I think is perfect the way it is. Um, it, it's got a good pace to it. It kind of covers all the points that you need to have in the movie. Um, Minas Tirith, the whole battle is is really cool. Um, I, I do like that. Not as not as good as Home Deep, obviously, but it's a it's a good second in the in the in the trilogy, as in terms of battles and and like I said over and over again, I mean Gollum and Andy Serkis's performance is just amazing. If it was if this whole movie was just a uh, you know Frodo, Sam, and Gollum, I, I think it still would be a five out of five, but since there's the rest of the movie attached to it, uh, it's a it is a five out of five for sure for me. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you guys say, and you know they just don't make movies like this anymore. Where you just like you have that one set scene, you're like, oh, you have to watch it because of this, or you had to watch this movie because of that. And these even back in two thousands, these movies came out a year apart. So even then, it's still refreshed in your head, even even though nowadays, in 2022, you're waiting, you know, like five, six years, it feels like, for the next Marvel movie. It's not that long. I exaggerated. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's still cool to, you know, have these movies come out a year apart because you still don't forget them, like, that far. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. 
if we are a big fan of the series back then. Uh, I agree with what Yummy said is, you know, watching it young, younger, I was all about, you know, the battle scenes. And it's cool to watch it as an adult and be like, okay, you know, this makes sense. And, you know, putting, you know, the, the minor pieces together uh, instead of, like, just being younger and just be like, oh, I want to see, you know, the Army of the Dead because I think it's cool. Um, I'm also, of course, going to give it a five out of five. Whole trilogy, five out of five. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for me, I don't have much more to add that hasn't already been said. Uh, so I give it a one out of five. Nah. Uh, no, of course, I give it a five out of five as well. You're going to mess up um, Cal's spreadsheet. Come on. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, no, I definitely give it five out of five. You know, everything we've talked about, cinematography, music, acting, everything is is just amazing. Um, we didn't really mention anything about the music this time around. Yeah, no, really. Ah, the music was still good. Yep. Enough said. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, at this point, most of the music, I feel like, which is kind of uh, remixes of the previous songs we've heard. Uh, I think Gondor may have gotten a new song. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't as memorable, rem- memorable as Rohan's song, but... It's still in there. But, but it's still in and we still got the Rohan song, so... Yeah, no good definitely. singing by Pippin. <laughs> Yeah. Or, yeah, definitely, definitely a five out of five for me as well. All we right, down to the hottest. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we could, maybe in the future. Nah. Who knows? Um, all right. So the fan vote was, of course, the uh, during Tay's recommendation, um, and the winner has been chosen. Drum roll, please. Now nah, you don't have to. Uh, so the winner was uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and that's clown oh, yes. spelled with a K. Uh, this was recommended by a retro fellow, a.k.a. fellow, who is game to record with us if we do it on the normal normal day. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to, to, to squeeze us into his, his schedule. Um, nice. So this movie came out in 1988. It was directed by Steven Chiodo. I think that's how you pronounce it. It is available on Amazon. Um, I have it on DVD. Um, And the synopsis is, Aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. And the movie stars a whole slew of people. Uh, I'll just go through the main cast here. Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, Josh Allen Nelson, John Vernon, Royal Dano, Dano, and Christopher Titus, to name a few. Um, so the one key thing about this movie is I was terrified of this movie as a kid because my father had me watch it when I was a kid, um, on a rewatch that I did recently. Well, I guess no, I won't, I won't spoil anything. So, um, yeah, I was terrified of this movie when I was a kid and I, yeah, <laughs> it's not terrifying now. Yeah. Um, I say I watched it in, I think either 2018 or 2019 was the last time I watched it or last slash first time I watched it. Um, so this will be, I guess, fun to revisit. Titus is the only name I recognize. Here. Yeah, Christopher Titus. Hmm. I just watched never it seen this. Of Halloween last year, so. Oh. Wow. So uh, I'm the only one that hasn't seen it then? Yep, you're yeah, the only I one. I think so. Yeah, I actually so, watched it last Halloween enjoy. too. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna watch it again and you know have a fun time with it again. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for killer clowns from outer space, make sure you watch it. Um, 
before the next episode airs in about two weeks. Good job. Oh, and you guys there. can do the sigh of relief. Transformers did not win this year. This week. <laughs> At this point, we should just Cute. remove it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's had its chance. Let's let's put it to rest. Had its chance several times. <laughs> All right. Does anyone else have anything they want to mention before we end the show? Nope. Yeah. Oh wait. Uh, yes. Uh, so I looked Here it up, and, and Andy Circus. Did not win an Emmy for Golem, but he did win several awards for Golem. Oh yeah, he won uh, Film Critics Awards. Yeah, they're like he he won like five or six different awards for. Well, it wouldn't be an Emmy. an Emmy; it'd be an Oscar, right? Or Oscar? Yeah, he didn't win an Oscar. Sorry. Yeah. He, I, I know he did win one for like Planet of the Apes down the road. I, I think. think. He, yeah, I think he did. You're right, but not for Golem. But he uh, deserved. But... I mean, he he did good in those movies, but he does he definitely deserved one for at least the Return of the King. Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. He just he won several awards, like I said, but not an Oscar. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's because done is done. he was. Yeah, I was like because uh, Elijah Wood won like Best Actor. So, I think that was basically the only no, because Elijah or Orlando Bloom won like whatever best breakout role or something. It's like uh, I should have definitely gone to Andy Circus. <laughs> well, anyway, um, anyways, yeah, that can all be cut out if you want. No, I, I you know, I, I only cut things if um. If I don't even I don't, if, I don't if really they're cut. like really bad screwed up screwed well, up. I don't, sometimes I don't even remember to cut those things. I'll be scrolling through it and I'll act, and I'll miss it, and I'll be like and I'll be re-listening to it in like my car and I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> but that's just the charm of the podcast, you know. We're human beings. Human beings. Yeah. All right, All guys. Right. Well, I am Yummy the Ferret, and I've been here with. Greedy Waffle. Tamation. And Kalos. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Clean your ass. Bye. You have my ass. And yeah. my clean. <laughs> and my toilet scrubber. <laughs> and my toilet paper. <laughs>